0: Yeah, you're right, Larry. Now that I recall, the diff skid that I bought for the front is integrated with the cover. So the the skid actually bolts into that. So it actually gives it a place for that skid to attach to as it has attachment points that are built into that metal cloak.
1: This Jeep Show roundtable episode sponsored by Kobe Valve. Kobe tire valves are patented and are hands down the most convenient, one of the strongest and easiest to install replacement vehicle tire valves on the planet. Find out more at colbyvalve.com. That's C-O-L-B-Y valve.com. Hey, I'm Tony, and welcome to all of you. We're going to just kind of jump in here really quick. Now, let me uh, me ask you a quick question here. Uh, First off, hello, Zoom people
2: hello hello Hello.
1: (laughs) so uh i have a a super important question now i know not a lot of you are close to to, uh, michigan but who's going to the detroit four fest at holly oaks this weekend so uh, i will tell you who will be there julianne from jts chick chat and wrangle her and uh, Chris will be there, and I suspect a few others. I, 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 I'm going to try giving uh, uh, Greg uh, uh, unofficial use only a, a call again this week and see if he's going. I suspect he'll be there. Of course, uh, Tom Zelinsky uh, for Fest Events, the guy who's putting on the event, will be there. Uh, and uh, Julianne is going to be having a, a ladies a Jeep Talk Show ladies run 6:45 a.m. Uh, on both the September 9th and uh, 10th, so uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, they, the, the event actually starts on the 8th, uh, on a Friday, but I believe that is going to be the quote unquote media day. And there's going to be a lot of media out there. So, um, Chris, Chris has told me, uh, and I warned Tom that, uh, uh, Chris wants to get in front of a camera or in front of a microphone for a radio station. So he can talk about the Jeep talk show. <laughs> So if you can go, uh, I, I really recommend going. I'm not for sure, um, but I, I believe uh, in a recent interview, Tom said that um, uh, Jim uh, Morrison is going to be there from Jeep North, Jeep North America. So a uh, quick question. Uh, we uh, David Key is here with us tonight and uh, he's a Patreon subscriber. Uh, do we have any other Patreon subscribers here tonight? A couple. Oh yes. well, yeah, of course. Yep, 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 yep. So... Uh, so is anybody I think that the, the the main complaint about Patreon is the 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 um, the audio files the the shows the episodes are not in order. Uh, that that's kind of the frustrating thing about using uh, the app, the Patreon app, to listen to the shows, correct? Well, the,
0: the cricket sounds are missing. I mean, <laughs> oh
3: Jesus. <laughs> well I and mean, it doesn't it doesn't save it doesn't save what you've listened to. So if you like yes. skip around, you got to try to remember which ones you listen to.
1: Oh, that is okay. frustrating. I didn't know about it, that.
3: So yeah, if
2: you're, if yeah. you listen to an episode, you get out of the car, it shuts off or the Jeep, you get back in, it doesn't pick up where you left off. It goes to a different episode for some random episode.
4: Mine always goes back to the start. Knowing as hell.
3: It always <laughs> mine, never- mine goes to a completely different episode. But if you back out of it, Bob, if you back out of the episode that you're listening to, and so you just got the list of episodes and you just like randomly scroll up and down, unless you remember what number you were listening to, you're screwed. You got to like sit there and bounce back and forth trying to figure out where your place was. Making me think it's
1: a placeholder. <laughs> yeah, well, that's so. that's that's a problem. You shouldn't have to think. You're trying to enjoy uh, a, an episode, and you shouldn't have to keep up with it. So I'm going to send yeah. uh, the Patreon folks Patreon support, which I'm sure other people have complained about. But you never know when the, that last complaint comes in before they do something. So I, I really really like the ability to put the the episodes in order uh, that uh, they come out in because you know sometimes we have episodes that are. Uh, published uh, a couple of weeks uh, early. I had one uh, Patreon subscriber uh, asking me uh, where he did he miss uh, seven episodes or something like something along those lines, because uh, we had a, a chick chat episode uh, that was uh, put out a couple of weeks before it was officially published. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I could just not publish it, but that's part of the reason for doing uh, one of the reasons that uh, we recommend you do Patreons because you can get early access to episodes.
3: Well, you know, it's kind of like uh, like YouTube
4: I TV does up, does the same thing. What was that, Bob? When I signed up for the link that showed I my favorite podcast platform and get the benefit, but now I can't find the link again. Like I wanted to try and put it in Google Podcast or something, but now I can't
3: find. It.
1: Oh, that's right. The uh, Patreon actually provides a link, don't they? I'll need to get some more information on that. Put that up on the on Discord or something for you, uh, because uh, I saw something about that the other day. I wasn't aware of it <clears throat> until just here recently. And quick question on the audio: Was Bob chopping on his audio, or is that just yes. me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay.
3: But what I was gonna say is, it's, it's, it's Patreon's kind of like YouTube TV. It does the same thing to me. Sometimes I'll spend twenty minutes trying to figure out what episode I was on last. Whereas, like, Amazon Prime and some of the other ones, they'll they, if they'll not only give you the full indi- status indicator that you watched the episode, but, like, if you've only watched half of an episode, it'll give you, like, you know, a half of an... In- uh, the, the bar is only halfway across, so you know you've only listened to half of that. And on Patreon, there's nothing to tell you what you listened to or how far you were into the one that no, you were listening it, it to does. before the app crashed. Not uh, for me, it doesn't. Oh, my shows show
2: is, you know, 40... If it's, like, a four 50, five 50 minute show, it also... 4612 right that
1: i've listened
3: to so what are you yeah, on? But if you, only only if you don't back out of that if you back out of that episode it doesn't show you on yeah, the main this.
2: screen of all the episodes yeah, if i look at all the episodes i can scroll through them and it shows me how much i've listened to
1: each one what phone are you uh, using uh, uh ios or android uh steve android okay so yeah, it's that's using probably an the difference.
3: i'm using the, i'm using the Apple
1: yeah so um yeah different uh, d- uh, different uh developed uh, platforms yeah d- the the this it it's this different uh and they they should be the same but they're not always the same, so maybe that might be the reason
2: yeah are
4: you on the app or on the browser
2: i'm on the app'm i on the oh. app. Okay. Here, i'm actually gonna I, post in discord but it shows I was listening to that now, I only use the browser window on
1: Patreon. I never downloaded their app. Oh, no. yeah. If you're just using the browser, there's the, the, I bet you it doesn't keep up with any of the it's information. It's totally
2: different. Yeah. So if you look at Discord, obviously people keep listening to podcasts against you, can see, but I was listening to 878 today. It shows I'm 27.10 into it out of 59.39.
1: Uh, all righty. So I do see the, uh, and I think this will work. Well, nope, it won't. That's a test link. I'll have to look it up for you, Bob. But there is a uh, a link that you could actually use uh, for uh, other. Yeah, there is a, a a link that I believe you can uh, use to actually put it into a podcast player. That probably would keep up with the information the way you guys want to keep up with it, but still allow you as a Patreon subscriber to get to the uh the episodes before other people, and of course, ad free. So uh, I'll uh, I'll get more information on that, Uh and uh, I need to. I, I actually I'll try that out on my podcast player that I use on my phone. So yeah, I'm I'm glad we brought that up because that's that you know anything that makes it easier to listen to the show. I think you got to do. Mm-hmm.
2: Well I gotta believe it's not just, you know, you talk show, it's everything there Oh, absolutely, well,
1: yeah. It, but I but that's the only yeah, one I care about.
3: <laughs> it's gotta be annoying though when you you know, if you say you got a fifteen minute or a thirty minute commute to work and you spend the first fifteen of it trying to figure out where you were.
1: <laughs> absolutely.
3: Now keep in
2: mind that this is through the UConnect, right? When it's doing it to me. So when it auto plays it just Skips around, so I don't know if that's a Uconnect connect issue with the app or if it's the app
1: itself. Uh, is but the app is on the phone, right? Yes, yeah, so it's probably phone related because I think the Uconnect connect is just a plate a pass through, yeah. right? All right, well, I appreciate the Patreon subscribers, and uh, I, I may have some information for you guys in the next couple of months. Uh, and I'm not sure how this will affect you, uh, subscribers that are monthly subscribers. But in the next couple of months, we may have the ability to uh, be a, uh, an annual uh, subscriber. Uh, I sent a message to Patreon here recently asking them, why? Why don't I have that option? Because I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I much prefer uh, paying once, not every month.
2: Yeah, but bigger purchases are usually, you have to explain.
1: Yeah. i would rather trying not to make you wait. <laughs> Well, I was going to make it a little cheaper, so <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't going to make it a lot, a it's still, lot more. Still have exp- it's still worth
2: the extra month. <laughs> not, geez, so drag it out well, I mean, <laughs> I, mean is, I, is, I know nobody's going in and actually
1: like, making the monthly payments. It's automatic, <laughs> but still, I just like the idea like, well, this is, I don't have to worry about this till next year, but that's just me.
3: Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, like easier, it on <laughs> it's easier for Steve to hide his Adam and Eve count from the from somebody. Uh, no, 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 no. only fans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we what
5: talked about <laughs> Google that shit, John. Yeah, well, last time I did it was rhythm method or something.
1: Like, <laughs> or causes, don't, don't
5: Google that around the family,
3: okay. it causes a lot of questions. At the family, <laughs> yeah, meetings, yeah, so. but, well, or on your personal computer if, if anybody else utilizes that account because then in, you'll start in getting private emails. browsing, my friends.
0: Yeah, <laughs> do, do that work. work in your office with the door closed, John. You'll screw <laughs> for
1: for, for a year doing that right. so you guys may not have listened to the most recent flagship episode uh, yet or not and I know a few of you have because there's been comments and postings inside our discord server Uh, and uh, I I do want to remind people about our discord server it's a a nice place to chat post things up pictures and uh, all kinds of things Uh, It's just uh, uh, it's just a fun place to chat, and it was really busy today because I know Bill got on here and goes, "Holy crap, (laughs) I have a lot, a lot to read, a lot to catch up on, plus
0: like messages."
1: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you can become a a member on Discord for free. Uh, It doesn't require a Patreon subscription, although maybe it should, Uh, but. uh, uh, all you have to do is, is go to JeepTalkShow.com slash Discord, and you can sign up. That's the invite. You have to have an invite, uh, but uh, it's right there, and if you want to invite other people to it, feel free, because uh, uh, the more people we have in there, the, the more people we can uh, bounce ideas off of and uh, help them spend their money, which is always fun, spending somebody else's money. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so uh, just uh, go over there to Discord and uh, and check it out. Um, anyway, uh, the uh, the thing I was going to mention here is um, I think I need uh, a, not a skid plate. What do you call it? I guess it's kind of a skid plate. Well, that was part of the part of the discussion Larry and I had on the episode 880 uh, about uh, diff covers. Something more something more than just the the factory diff cover. Because you can peel those things uh, off, where uh, at least enough where it'll start leaking uh, diff fluid, and I was just curious uh, what you guys think about the about uh, aftermarket diff covers uh, for your Jeep.
0: Absolutely, I mean I pull my kids off and they I mean I'm having to pull them off and repaint them all the time because they take they take a lot of abuse. It's on my must have before I go to yes. Yeah. I mean it's the lowest point on your your axle right i mean exactly. it's, it's just look underneath the vehicle and what's hanging down those are two the two primary targets so
1: and, and yeah. for our newbie listeners what is a what is the diff what is a diff cover somebody somebody pick jump in there and give us uh they just the description of that a critical bit of uh, the machine i would say i think
5: that was the first uh, bit of trail damage i I found after I went actually down a real trail, not to the park roads. and I parked it back in my garage overnight, and I think I came out a couple of days later, and I found them like, "Why is there a puddle underneath the front axle?" I'm we kind of we got underneath there and looking, and the, the peeled the diff factory diff cover back uh, enough to spring a leak, mm-hmm. so you are tripping. Definitely on the garage board.
1: Yeah, so if you get kind of low on your on your Jeep, depending on whether you have a lift or not and the size tires, get get low down so you can see the axle and the front or rear. It doesn't matter; they both have differentials. Uh, the, the, the people will call them pumpkins because they're kind of round. It's that big bulbous thing on the axle, uh, and it, it has a a cover over it. That uh, you can take off to drain the oil out and replace oil, replace gears, put in a a locker, uh, etc. So that's what we're talking about. So like uh, like uh, uh, Bob just said, uh, uh, Bill, sorry, just like Bill just said, that is the lowest part of uh, of the Jeep, and it's you you see them on all vehicles. Uh, you don't always see them on the front. Uh, they're on the front because it's a four-wheel drive. Anyway, that can be uh, damaged either head-on or uh, whenever you back up uh, or go over a rock. It can actually peel the bottom of uh, enough where it will start leaking, and that's what I believe happened uh, to uh, to John. So anyway, that is the diff, and they make aftermarket covers. Because everything everything's made aftermarket because they want to spend they want you to spend money. So uh but you can replace those covers with something more significant so that it is less likely to bend or break. And I say less likely um because it any you can break anything. But uh, I know that the uh rough stuff uh, diff covers I have on my uh, XJ I would be I mean I think that I would probably be dead or the 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 Jeep would be totaled if I actually broke one of those things because it's just uh, something i think i'd see on a tank uh, I, I of course as the first place i went to look uh, for the gladiator and i don't see anything specific for the gladiator there they do have dana 44 covers but i don't know enough about the the dana 44s i have on the gladiator to know if that's the, the, the uh, standard uh, size or standard shape uh, for the dana 44 and you know i don't want to be buying a cover with uh before i uh i know exactly what will fit you know and especially don't want to have it off although when i'm uh, finding out it doesn't fit so um uh, let's go to bill bill what did you get for your
0: for yours uh, so yeah so there's two things so you know i mean the first thing is kind of a diff cover right and so you look at the stock ones they're really thin metal there so you know if you hit that with a rock and it pushes in it you know could come in contact with the, the gearing and whatnot that's in there so i I think that's the first prong, prong, prong approach in terms of, I replaced the, the diff cover on the front axle, because that's most you know most likely to take a, a hit coming from the front. Mm-hmm. I didn't replace the one on the rear because the diff cover faces backwards. Um, so that's the first piece. But then you gotta look at diff skids on there. And so I actually put metal cloak diff skids on both the, the front and the rear. And the, the main reason I, I did that was, you know, on the early JLs, they had drain plugs down there that would actually, you could damage that on the bottom of the of the the differential cover there. So I wanted to have some protection for the the differential on the bottom there. But then in the rear, I put a skid on it as well. But the reason I did that is if you look at that, the way it's shaped, the way that differential axle is shaped back there, there's a lot of things that rocks can kind of get hung up on, on the dip there. If you you know, come up, come across the rock, so I went with the metal cloak skid, that basically kind of creates a ramp that if you hit it, it, it has like a ramp for the rock to slide on. It doesn't have low hanging points and, and reinforcement brackets there to kind of get caught up on a rock. So I did it to kind of help with just, if I do hit a rock, it's got a nice, you know, skid, you know, to kind of ramp it up and over the, the rock there. So it was kind of a, a 2 prong approach with the, protecting the
1: the discs. Does uh, your rear skid help protect the, uh, the drive shaft where uh, the, the U-joint area where it uh, goes into the pinion?
0: Uh, it's, it, it covers up to like the, the front of the, the pinion there. Mm-hmm. So, but it yeah, I like comes that. down far enough so that you know the, the uh, drive shaft is kind of up and, and out of the way on there. So it does wow. a, a really good job with that metal cloak one. It, it wraps around the sides and it's a pretty, a pretty substantial piece on there, So, I like it. I think that's the same one John and some other folks I know run. So I so,
1: think I think uh, maybe it was Larry that was saying this. Uh, does the, the can you get the metal cloak just by itself, or does it does it partner up with other metal cloak stuff that you have to you have to do more than just that?
0: I just bought them separately on there. So I bought the skid separately, and then I just happened to go with the, uh, the metal cloak diff cover on the front because the other issue I found, I went with another. Uh, cover before, and I had problems with the track bar because the track bar on a lot of aftermarket track bars it comes pretty close to that diff cover. Yeah. So sometimes I would have like intermittent contact of the track bar with this, uh, uh, That's this other good. aftermarket cover that I had that was kind of angled on there. Right. Whereas the cloak is kind of like rounded on there and it's like a really good, really good kind of a low profile cover on there. So that ended up solving that. That clearance issue I was having with the, I think it was Rusty's or or one of the other brands that I was running before. So, yeah,
4: we were. Go ahead, sorry. Don't worry. I was going to say, what we were talking about was, I know some of the metal cloaks, the bolts are kind of recessed up inside of that real heavy cover. Right. And you can't bolt on some of the, I'll say, normal um, skidge. You have to kind of buying one that's part of that metal cloak system typically that bolts onto the tubes versus onto those bolts for
0: the cover. Right yeah now. you're right, Larry. Now that I recall the diff skid that I bought for the front is integrated with the cover. So the, the yeah. diff skid actually bolts into that. So it actually gives it a place for that skid to attach to as it has attachment points that are built into that metal cloak. Uh, the rear is not right. The rear is the, just, the, the rear, rear is not, work, the rear is independent. Yeah, so the rear I just run the the stock cover on there because it, it's pretty up and and well kind of out of the way. I didn't really see a need to to replace it. I may at some point, but it wasn't critical with that that substantial skid that I I put on there and didn't really see myself backing into a, a rock, you know, where it would. You know, it it would still hit that disc skid first before it hit the the cover, so it's a really stout
5: skid because I like I said I run the same one and I think Bill's got a video on his Instagram page Yeah, uh, he hung up on that. that Completely turtled on it. And it's got basically the whole rear of the weight of my Jeep just sitting on it. So it's a really solid skid. As long as you uh, don't mind the gold.
0: Because there is a, there's a <laughs> lot of, you, know, you can powder coat it. It's I powder
1: coated mine. Uh, yeah well I don't know why you should have to go through all that stuff it should just come from come from then uh, red um so yeah. so uh, <laughs> so, uh do, do you guys have you guys seen that video we mentioned this in 880 uh, did you guys see that video where they were talking about the the diff cover flow and how the the, the diff cover itself can hurt or harm the the flow on the ring and pinion? Yeah, yes, from,
6: yes, I've uh, seen it. Who did it. it was a bank company. Yo, banks. Yeah, the banks, mm-hmm. and that's mostly like the uh, like the big truck ones that were just extra capacity ones. Were the biggest thing that uh, he was comparing. Most of the ones for like the jeeps and stuff still are fairly rounded.
1: Well, I know yeah. that ARB uh, actually is uh, is kind of flat, with the exception of where the, the ring goes, and it kind of has a, a notch in it for the ring. And uh, I was just, I was just wondering, is that does anybody know of a situation where uh, not having a, a, a flow guide, a proper flow guide for the the, the diff uh, fluid, is a problem? I mean, I would think not. There's a lot of them out there uh, that uh, aren't like that. So, uh, but uh, I think it's worth asking about. <coughs>
5: I've heard it but I mean the, I run the metal cloak rear disc skid and front disc skid and the inside of those are, are just basically smooth mm-hmm. just sprouted, and I don't think there's an issue I mean the only, only kind of issue is if you like turn your locker on it 75 miles an
1: hour you went there before I could Yeah, <laughs> I knew somebody was going to say it so
5: I had to but um, I mean as far as the actual fluid though I don't think it's really ever caused a problem okay good so, there's, so there's we've only heard, so much room in that
7: in that gift for the fluid to go I mean you're slinging it everywhere in there I mean it's about the size of a milk jugs
1: well i I guess it's all gonna go to the bottom, uh you know, giving gravity and all and uh the, the 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 pinion I'm sorry, the ring is gonna uh, grab it and sling it uh up and on top of and I guess the the pinion will too, but uh i'm just uh, before I buy something, I'd like to you know hear. Uh, other people's uh, ideas is is somebody running a, a diff uh some uh, uh, aftermarket diff protection that isn't a uh, metal cloak
6: i'm not but i think the thing with that test was mostly that with those big truck ones it yeah. moves the actual whole back wall of the diff two to three inches away so that you get extra capacity mm-hmm. and then you lose that like reverse overflow of type movement that you get with a factory
1: style or one of the regular So, so you don't everything. think it would have any effect on a, a Jeep uh, diff then?
5: I don't. I, I think we'll uh, we'll definitely hear something in the comments on Discord another the the Discord server. I know that we've got a few <laughs> folks on there that are exceptionally passionate about this topic. I think Downs, particularly on there, you'll see. <laughs> I think he had a long post on this uh, several weeks ago about that, where it's something around fluid getting to the, uh, the pinion bearing or something like the inside, if you don't have the right wave or guides or whatever, then well, it's not going to go in the right spots or something like that. So I, I know that there is something about it beyond just the, the capacity point. Um, it's the flat back.
1: The flat back messes up the flow when it comes off the ring and it hits the back instead of continuing around in the circle and coming back around to lube everything. It just splashes there and throws it everywhere, and it doesn't get that constant flow, which
4: the rear end's supposed to have for lubricating and for cooling.
1: Very cool, and especially important whenever you're uh, uh, doing uh, heavy-duty things with your Jeep. You, things are going to get hotter, and uh, you need to to cool them off a little bit more. So jumping back to uh, our conversation about Patreon, I I posted this up on Discord uh, while we're recording this episode. Uh, Apparently, you can use Spotify uh, to listen to the Jeep Talk Show episodes as a Patreon subscriber. I actually have access uh, to the episodes on uh, on Patreon that are um, not available to the non-Patreon subscribers. So I can't say for sure that Spotify is going to keep up with where you were listening and all that, all the, you know, what episode and all that stuff you you were on. But I suspect they're going to do a damn better job uh, of it than the Patreon app. So that might be something you guys want to we'll look at, and uh, we may have to, uh, I'm, uh, I may have to see about working this out on my phone uh, using Spotify and uh, see how all that works.
7: Hey Tony, I I mean I just downloaded the app. Uh, i I've got an iPhone. My, uh, the episodes, you know, I just downloaded, I hadn't listened to anything like that, but all the episodes are in order as far as they're on here. Now there's a, one of the things that it showed me one of those little pop-up bubbles to, you know, the feature things. Right. And there's a filter up in the upper right-hand corner. If you click on that filter, you can filter by up next in progress, unplayed, downloaded or un- archived. Oh, holy crap. It may have something to do with that
1: filter. So it may be, what you're saying is it may have to do with read the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, there could be
7: some operator error in there, but I don't know. I mean, I haven't, like I said, I have not listened to one episode. I literally just downloaded it. Mm-hmm. But, I did, but I did notice, I, and the only reason I've seen that is because when I downloaded it, that little bubble popped up and said, hey, look up here. This is where you filter for what you're doing.
5: Mm -hmm.
7: And I hit the drop down.
1: Very cool. I will have to look at that. And uh, maybe we can uh, uh, all get on uh, uh, Discord and uh, figure it out. Because it it, would be nice just to hear on the show for me to know exactly how to tell people with Android or uh, iOS or whatever uh, what to use and how to make it easy, make the listening experience easier. Um, okay, so g- going back to the diff covers. Uh, so I was looking at, you know, you guys know I got Moto Built bumpers front and rear uh, on the on the Gladiator. So uh, I really like those those bumpers. I think they're built very well. And uh, I was looking at the the Moto Built uh, diff covers, uh, and uh, also too, I was only thinking about the the front uh, diff cover until I thought about, well, you. Uh, do have the you you can't have the tendency to drag the rear diff cover over rocks while you're going forward because i was thinking of it like what bill was saying the the front one is the one that's going to really be out there and and most likely to be damaged uh because you know going forward it hangs low but i think it's uh front and rear that you have to consider but um uh, the idea of having a skid on that, uh, on that diff uh, really sounds good to me too. So I'm actually kind of thinking about looking for a, a front diff cover because I do think that you do need diff cover protection, heavy-duty diff cover pr- protection on the front. Uh, and then doing uh, just uh, doing a skid uh, on the rear. And, and the skid was, the skid, I, I like the idea of it protecting the, uh, the, 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 the yoke and the u joint and the you know the back of the drive shaft because if you if you just take a ding there you can have a very uh um vibration ride back home if you will
3: <laughs> i don't know if this was mentioned but don't something to be aware of with the diff covers is i don't remember which brand it was who made it but somebody made one that um it actually the the pattern that was on the inside of the cover didn't efficiently lubricate the differential because something about the way the pattern is on there, it's designed to, to send the fluid in a certain directions so that you're making sure to lubricate stuff correctly. Yep, and, and the other topic. thing was...
1: Yeah, okay, so sorry. Ago. Yeah, well, well. The other thing
3: I was going to mention was uh, <laughs> another thing you just mentioned
1: really quick. Uh, there's a few people in the <laughs> in the Zoom, the few Zoom people here that get uh, roughed up. That's not how we treat all the Zoom people. So if you're fearful about coming here, you'll understand once you're here. Like Roger and okay. Travis, and uh, oh yeah, and then uh, when Chuck's here, absolutely, they're they're all targets. So. <laughs>
3: So did you guys did you guys mention the fill hole on the differential aftermarket once to them before i say that yes. yes okay then i won't bother sorry i was in the middle of working i didn't have time to listen while i was working
1: damn it man get your priorities in order it's it's zoom meeting time. <laughs> i'm
3: done <laughs> I'm done for the night. I got 99 miles and I'm done for the night and all all driving so I'm good.
1: All right, good. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for bringing those up because those were important topics that 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 I wanted to know more about. And uh yeah, so uh, it's it's good things to uh, to consider. Uh, yeah, the the and because you were working, uh basically we came up with uh that uh the there really isn't an issue with uh, the, the 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 um uh diff fluid flow. Uh, on the the diff covers out there, that that seems to be more of a uh, an issue oh. with uh, larger vehicles, uh, like l- larger trucks.
3: Okay, uh, I just remember reading about that somewhere on a forum when I was. I do too. And yeah. I, I don't know if if you did notice too, that like some of the manufacturers like Metal Cloak. their uh, diff cover. And skip plate are all one package because they're they're uh, skip plate actually <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> just, Never mind. It's, gonna be quiet.
1: It's, like, hey, it's all it's all really good information, Roger. It's just <laughs>
3: ten <laughs> minutes. I walk away for ten minutes and I'm like yesterday's news.
0: <laughs> I was channeling my inner Roger. Thanks, <laughs> Bill.
6: Thanks for keeping <laughs> me alive. Miles, this thing isn't one of them. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. We should probably Uh, say, though, that if you do a one-ton axle swap, you do have to be mindful of what kind of diff covers you're putting on there, because then you can get into the truck-style ones. And they're cast. They're not actual, like, fabricated housing styles as far as covers. And those can break pretty easily.
1: Oh, I meant to ask that, uh, that. That I know that there are some cast diff covers for the, the Jeep uh, differentials. And I was curious about that. I was wondering if they're more easy to break, if they're more fragile. And uh, uh, I, I like the idea of the the bent welded ones. I would not go with a cast.
5: Uh, what it, so the metal cloak ones are called nodular iron, is what it says in there, I guess. But they look cast to me, but I, I'm not a
3: yes, yes. But later, but i they, think the best the best thing about the, the cast versus just the standard metal one is the standard metal one you could just you could literally just hook on a rock and curl curl the edge of it and say and create a leak whereas the cast one yeah it, you can break it but it might be just a little tougher on that edge so like if you do come off of a rock it's going to scratch scrape off the rock versus versus bending over the edge of the cover
4: I think by the time you broke that modular
3: modular iron cover, you've hit it you've pretty got, hard. You've, you've got possibly other issues to go along with that. Yeah, like a bent axle, a smiley face underneath there now.
7: Like you, well, your front axle is now next to your back axle.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> and it's the, not a dually. <laughs> just to just to clarify, there, Larry, it sounds like you you did confirm this. It says modular iron. Does that mean cast? Yes. Okay.
4: Yeah, but I mean, there's all kinds of cast, right? And you can't really compare the cast the cast covers of today to the cast covers of yesterday, right? Different, different quality there as well. So
5: different, different chemical makeup. Yeah, because I think the 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 standard cover that came on my Dynatrack Pro Rock that I run up front, I think it says nodular iron as well. Cause it's yeah, and uh, that I can tell you that thing has taken a pounding Direct several direct hits I mean it's drug over rocks it's, I've never had any issues with it other than the the finish doesn't look quite as pretty as it did when I first installed it
4: and and that's kind of one of the claims to fame with the Dynatrac axles is that you really don't need to run skids on them because they're so thick that they are kind of their own skid well isn't right? that
5: it's an upgrade it,
4: sorry Larry I was going to say it's when you take uh the one ton axles out of something else and throw them in, and and then you draw the parallel. Well, that's a one ton axle, so and this is a one ton axle. They've got to be the same, and you know, to to Rick's point, they are not right. You got to really you got to. Right.
5: So a you're a, a cast cover out of a O five Super Duty Dana sixty. is not going to be at the same level of a cast cover that you bought from Metal Club to slap on there. Is what
6: you're trying to say. I know I'm going to get roasted for this, but I wouldn't think so. <laughs> well, the the cast covers that are built for capacity versus a, I would imagine like the cast that uh, metal folks using, they're probably putting some sort of pressure into as well. Right. Versus just a poured cast that the uh, extra capacity covers are being made for because they're not being made to take any kinds of
3: impacts or anything like that. Well, so I got a question. When I had my covers put on, the uh, I noticed a little seeping out of one of the wheel seals. And the guy that did them claimed that he actually added, he uh, overfills the differential by a little bit. Just something, something to do with off-road and being at extreme angles. I didn't really, I don't know if he was just, you know, bullshitting me or if that was truthful.
1: Makes sense. Anybody
3: got an opinion on it? I yeah. mean, I, yes, it makes sense. But also, I mean... Oil is kind of like water. When if you, if you start the path, it'll keep going.
1: Well, I mean, and also too, how fast are you going? Um, I, I would think that the the speed of the ring pinion turning has a lot to do with uh, how much uh, fluid you want on there for the the cooling aspect, and uh, it, even when you're off angle, you're not you, know, you generally you're not doing seventy miles an hour.
3: No, but he had mentioned that he he overfilled it just for the off road purpose of going slow and making sure that you're getting proper lubrication, but. I again, I I didn't know if he was just giving me giving me shit. It is trying to give me a reason for why overfilling it a little
1: bit. It it is a good question. Is there? Can you? What's the downside to overfilling a a diff uh, cover other than? I mean, a diff uh, pumpkin. Is it just uh, it leaking uh, down the axle uh, tubes and maybe out onto the brakes or something? Well, I'd imagine overfilling like overfilling anything with oil in
7: it. You're you're building up hydraulic pressure and.
3: not not. necessarily because you
7: got a vent on the axle well right but the you're still pushing that that gas that those inner seals the inner those inner seal gaskets are i don't you know it probably wouldn't take much to push past though
4: yeah i think it'd be different if you were rock crawling versus highway running right so if you were rock crawling I I don't. You probably wouldn't build the pressure. And if you jumped up on the highway and did seventy miles an hour, you might build up, might whip that oil up a little bit. But yeah, I I would think that as long as you're at least at the the adjusted fill, I mean, you should be good. Because think about unless you turn the Jeep on its side. Yeah, how do you overfill it? Unless you turn it over on its side. How is it not getting oil, right? And then if you're on your side, well, you're in a whole different situation there.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose if you think about the steel itself, I mean, the, the portion that it probably leaks off of is where it's riding on the axle, axle itself. But you probably got a good, what, half inch of oil that could be underneath that before being at that, at that gap where it could leak out around the axle. Or maybe less than that, maybe three-eighths quarter, somewhere in there. Yeah, well, if your axle seals are leaking, I mean, you're you're in a whole different situation
4: here because depending on where the axle's le- seals leaking
3: from, if it's leaking on the bottom, you're 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 kind of hosed anyway. But I think mine were leaking around the axle itself, and I contributed right. it from it. It only leaked when I was at highway speeds. But I mean, if you're at you know rock crawling, your your viscosity is going to be thicker than when it's at highway speeds. At highway speeds, it's going to thin out. So it'd be more likely to push past that seal at highway speeds than at rock crawling speeds.
7: That
1: makes sense. I got got another
7: bone to throw in the fire there since the the diff bone is connected to the tube bone. There. Is
1: is this gonna be is this gonna be one about uh, water seal? Proper water seal for your diff.
7: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm kinda, <laughs> I'm, I've been kind of looking at the uh, the outer tube seals. You know, you can get the a- aftermarket outer tube seals, mm-hmm. and de- debating back and forth whether those are any good. As far as you know, is is that any benefit, or or does that need to be open so that? Stuff can go in and out of that, or you know if you get if you seal that off and then water gets in there then you've got water tra- mud trapped inside there that can't get
1: out so yeah I actually put some uh put some of those on uh, the dana thirty on my x j uh and uh I can't remember now what the downside to that was um there was something where you stuff could get in but then it probably wouldn't be able to get out and i and it well, pro-
3: if it's water and you have a drain plug on the bottom of the differential which i know not all of them do but if it's water and you got a drain plug on the bottom you let the thing sit long enough essentially you should be able to hit that plug out and the water is going to be the first thing to come out oh, i thought,
7: I thought about the water between, was on top between the inner seal and the 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 tube the outer tube out next to the out next to the hub on the end of oh
3: the so like like the one that's right next to the differential versus the one that's on the outside
7: Correct, correct. They make I they make some, yeah. They make aftermarket seals that you can put it out there that, you know, and then it's debatable whether or not that's you know that needs to breathe and needs that be able for stuff to come in and out of there, or if it traps it in there, or does it actually keep it out? I noticed, I, I noticed, Nicky G's got a video where he installed some of those on his. But I just just wondering about it.
3: Well, uh, I don't. I'm no expert on axles, so maybe Larry would know better. But I thought that the outer seal was the one that was sealed, and on the inside, that was just a bearing, so the oil could flow through.
4: No, on your on your rear axle, your seals are are inside by the pumpkin, right? So that's why you have to, if you want to replace those seals, you have to pull your axle, pull your
3: pull the whole member out, and you press those in that way. Right. The so, so what's the theory on how does the oil get from the center section to the outer?
4: So once those seals start leaking, it runs out the tube, and those those seals, those those kits that they're selling you to to seal it out there is just a uh, it's just it's just a way to now that's how that just a way to keep it from running all the way out, right? So there's there's two types. Your fronts are the ones that are in on the insides your rears, it's on the axle, on the very, very outside of the axle.
3: Right. So you're may- saying basically the front is like, uh, between the center, center section and the outer knuckle, that's basically dry between those two, just running off the bearing? Yes. Of some sort? Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. And was oil filled all the way yeah. to the outside? End. No. No, if you pull your front axle shaft out, it's dry okay
4: yeah your right. seals on the front know that are in the are in the pumpkin section right and if you look at the if you look at the front axle it's got that little i don't even know what you want to call it it's like a spinner they put on the axle and that's just to keep garbage from going inside the tube
3: yeah it looks kind of like a uh a, a oh like one of those hats that you could put on duke to stop stop him from licking his injury or something okay, okay. You know what I'm trying to, I mean that's what, yeah. I, that's what I picture it as But yeah. it's a it, I, it's it, inside the knuckle there It looks like a little funnel upside down Right, and on the
4: rear When you put on a Dana 44 axle When you push your axle in On the very outside of it There is a uh, Almost like a sheet metal housing With a seal on it That actually goes into the uh, Into the housing And that's where your seal is A lot of times you get people they get to wrestling it And ding that when they press it when they push it in, and Mm -hmm. that's when you get your leak there.
3: I learned something, I didn't know
4: that. Same token when you're pulling your front axle shafts in and out, you can't be real rough with that when you're trying to get them aligned up. You try to ease it in Mm -hmm. because as it's going into the pumpkin, you're going through that seal, right? So you lube up the end of the shaft a little bit and then ease it through there so you don't nick the seal very hard.
1: This is just good information for the whole family.
3: A little bit of KY on the end of the shaft before you stick it all the way in there, huh? You never go in dry, and that's a universal <laughs> thing.
1: Depends on how much time you have. You know, the game may be coming back on.
4: <laughs> it's ne- It's never good. <laughs> uh,
3: uh, uh. Anyways.
1: Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, yeah. Yes, well, I, I didn't know that. I looked at this metal cloak uh, differential skid. I like that. I don't see where it attaches to the skid plate at all. I'm not skid plate the uh, diff cover at all. It's just U uh, uh, bolts, U uh, clamps uh, that holds it holds and, it all on. Are you looking at the front or the rear? Uh the rear. I believe that's the only one I was you interested. Look at, in. look
3: at, yeah. Look at the front. The front's the one that attaches to the cover.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. The, but the rear was the one I was thinking about. Uh,
3: yeah. And they don't actually make a front one for the JK. I wanted a front one for my JK, but they don't make one for the JK. They make a front and rear for the JL and the JT, but not for the JK.
1: Well, I mean the JK, they knew the JK is only going to see just so much off-road use. So that's fine. <laughs> same, uh, same JK that was leading you down the trails at the Hidden Falls event, right? Well, somebody had to do it.
5: So that rear, the one thing I'll tell you about the rear metal cloak disc you you gotta be careful on is when you're tightening up the U-bolt over the pinion, because that.
3: Cutting it up evenly.
5: It, it, it's very hard to. With it's all set up in there because uh, the, the shop that we did my rear gear re, in the rear or whatever, when they put, the, uh, put it back on there, like they probably impacted it down not exactly evenly. You can't get it off. There's no way to get a wrench in there, there's no sockets going to get in there. <laughs> you just have to cut the U bolt and
3: I, I bet you not, they probably bottomed it out on the shaft itself otherwise they do make sockets that are pass through sockets john where you could actually run the threaded rod right straight through the head of the socket yeah they,
5: it, it, you can't get the socket to it but nut is right up against the wall of the skid plate so i guess you could cut the steel of the skid plate all off and then what's the point right um, but the, the socket itself is jammed into the side if you don't do it perfectly and it's hard i did it by hand Kind of going back and forth, back and forth, and it's still kind of tricky to to get it to where it doesn't.
1: Yeah, doesn't this shift is over. this is one of the reasons why, and we need to we need to have this discussion again because I remember having the discussion about uh, having other people uh, working on your vehicles, and I think yours was the biggest one, uh, John, where the dealership uh, wasn't uh, doing things. I had the up same the stuff.
5: Issue. Well, yeah, the dealership didn't even put the engine cover back on. Yeah, and it was that was a big problem. This. I mean in this case I'm not gonna do my own gears, right? So and this was a, a re gear. And uh I mean I've I've gotten around doing a lot more of my own stuff recently, but early on I was all oh, were going to the shop, and so you kinda of build confidence as you go on and start doing more. Well and Whenever having it, other no people do happy you to come over, you know.
1: Yeah, having having other people do your stuff that are that they "Quote unquote," know what they're doing, and you get it home, and you go, "What the hell? Yeah. What the hell were they thinking?" Those you get enough of those things, and you go, "Well, screw it. I might as well do it myself. I'm having to redo it, or it's causing me a lot of issues." So that's that's kind of how I got to the point where I don't like other people working on my stuff. I mean, yeah. if they're working on my stuff, I'm I'm watching them, uh, and uh, I'm uh, if I can be part of the process, I will because I don't mind somebody knowing what they're doing. But 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 people just take shortcuts on things, and I don't like. That. I think
3: I think too many people like that impact, and that's something that I've always paid attention to. Anytime I let somebody do the do any work on mine, if I see that every bolt they touch is going back in with an impact, it's like, yeah, no. Well, I mean, it's okay to use it just to get it just to get it bottomed out a little bit, but then that that final tightening should be done with a regular wrench or a torque wrench. I mean, that's exactly how my. Uh, Front lower control arms got screwed up because I had to, on the JK they had the little cam cam bolts and I got rid of the cam bolts and I wanted to put a little delete plate in there so that it it, it changes that square hole that the bolt goes through to a round hole again and the idiot that put them in reefed them in with a impact wrench and in the process of reefing them in with the impact he spun that little square which then took out the little nubs that. We're kind of centering the little delete plate. So I literally had to have somebody weld that thing in place because <laughs> the guy took and he beat it in so hard with an impact that you think about a, a, a rectangle piece of quarter inch steel, no more than maybe an inch and a quarter by about an inch and a half. And he turned it into a bowl. Yeah, well so it was it was no shaped.
1: Yeah, nobody cares as much about your vehicle as uh, as you do. Hey, uh, Travis, yep. I don't know if you, how much you've shared with this uh, w- uh, with the group or not, but uh, you had a an interesting situation with your four by e driving out uh, to Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion, didn't you?
8: I did. Well, I decided to have my old change before I headed up, and with that, I've still got the Jeep Wave, and went to get my old change at the shop. They forgot to put on my old cap. So driving up, uh, thank God we're running full synthetic in the new Jeeps. I lost all the oil out of my Jeep. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm 24 miles electric. I was running a gas engine all the way up the mountain and got up there. And I, and I didn't stop, you know, so I didn't, I didn't smell anything. I had windows down, top down. I didn't smell anything, nothing burning. But it was just coming out through the top. I got up there, and immediately when I stopped at my parents' house, I'm like, and I have no oil. Uh, they just, it, yeah, I had no oil, so I, you know, drove my dad's truck down and got oil and called the shop and chewed them out. They're going to pressure wash and clean my whole engine. They're going to repay for my oil. Um, they're going to do a lot of work, and, and I've had zero issues since, but, you know, a lot of people, I, I didn't go behind them and check. I'm like, no, they're going to,
3: again... Right. Don't ever, don't, never, don't, don't, ever, don't ever trust a mechanic. I always look over what they do. You can you can tell how good of a mechanic a, a mechanic is a lot of times just by looking at his work. Right. Well,
8: I, I used to work at the shop and I thought I knew all the techs back there, but I obviously did not because the kid that did it never met before in my life. And I say kid, I had a lot of guys that were older and very skilled and very good. Um, I, I trusted their opinion, I trusted their work, I knew the guys. It's a whole new team, like, front and back of that, that shop now. And I was like, yeah, well,
1: I made a mistake. Well, everybody has a bad day. They didn't win the lottery or their wife left them or they're just busy thinking about something else. So I think verification on work is, is very important on, on all occasions. Yeah, you know.
3: Especially when the guy that's talking to you a lot of times, you know, if he's got people that work for him, the guy that's talking to you, the guy that really cares about his company, he may not always be the guy that's working on your vehicle oh, and he probably
1: has no I, idea uh, how to how to actually work on the vehicle
3: well and even but even if he does i mean he he may you know i mean he may have uh had a bunch of people walk out on him a month ago, and he hired all new people that really don't know what they're doing,
1: yeah, and you got to have bodies there, it doesn't matter if they know what they're doing or not mhm correct yeah
3: always always right. walk around and just this it, it takes two seconds to look at what they did.
5: So on, yeah. the, on the maintenance front, I'm kind of tying back into the disks, when, when you do run the, the different diff cover and you swap that out, I'm assuming you are one loop blocker, Tony?
1: I, I am not, uh, but I've uh, thought about uh, actually try, trying to get those people back on for n- a new interview. But yeah, probably so.
5: Right. Why, why would you not go loop blocker? Just curious.
1: 20 bucks. I already got the uh, RTV.
3: Yeah, RTV works. I mean, RTV was around a lot longer before that stuff was. I mean, not saying that it doesn't work. I'm sure it does great. But RTV still works. You just, well, you just don't have to scrape it off with a putty knife when you, when you go to change it. Right. Well, the, the jails stock ones are like glue blockers. I mean, they're designed. You can reuse them.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that.
3: <laughs> well, I got yeah. a question. Some, somebody brought. I think John brought up. Somebody brought up about engine cover. What's, what's your guys' opinion on, uh, on the 3.6 Pentastar? Not the JL, but the JK, uh, leaving that cover on or off? Or, or is there a difference so, one or the other? Is there a point to o- that only,
5: cover? I'm only going to talk about personal experience, obviously. But I drove all the way to Colorado and back with it off. And pulled over four different times I thought something was on fire. So it's not that it's going to cause something to get on fire, but there's a lot of like heat dissipation going on underneath that thing. There's a lot of, batting, a lot of different things in there. And when you don't have it in there, everything else just starts cooking. And it smells, uh, Something there's a burning smell that just keeps coming into the cab and everything else. Um, and that Does was, your hood have insulation on
3: the bottom side? Yeah, it's a factory hood, right? But Well, I, mean, I know, it, but you know, I, got, I got the recon hood, so it's a little different.
5: Yeah, but I mean, I think ultimately, the factory hood, <laughs> engine cover on, engine cover off, there is a difference. And for me, it was, even if it's just the smell in there, it, it definitely was a huge difference running the Colorado with it on. And then a couple years later, I went to Colorado or we're going to Colorado with it off and a couple years later, when I went with it on massive, massive difference. Interesting.
3: I was just asked because I, uh, I just did some work on mine that might, e- I either have to cut a section of mine out to make it go back on or leave it off. So I was doing some research and they went back and forth and some people would said that, sure, you could take it off. It's going to expel more heat into the engine bay up to the hood, but you could say just the opposite by leaving it on. It's it, it's keeping all that and all that heat concealed because there's a nice big wiring harness that sits right there on top of the engine. And if that so thing you isn't cover... you know bursting into flames, well, there's, there's another
4: aspect. Yeah? There's another aspect to
7: that heat shield. Farm and mice and critters will get up in there and make a nest, possibly. Yeah, so my mechanic advised me to take it off just to avoid critters, And he said, it really doesn't do anything. And it actually holds more heat against the engine. So yeah, you might, you might initially smell something hot because it's kind of getting used to that. But I it's think long like turning turn your furnace part- on in the right
5: time. right?
1: Well, the uh, the roundtable discussion continues on, but the uh, the show recording ends. So, if you'd like to hear more of the uh, the roundtable conversation and be part, or, and then be a part of it, joining here and let us know what you're. Uh, thoughts are and uh, your questions are. You can join us every Tuesday night at seven thirty p.m. Central Time. The recording starts at eight p.m. Uh, Central Time. So uh, get kind of get in there for the pre-party. You can uh, uh, kind of introduce yourself if you're new to the Zoom meeting, and uh, you know get kind of get your uh, your sea legs uh, established, I suppose. So uh, you can uh, join very easily just by going to jeeptalkshow.com/contact and seeing the link and password uh, for the Zoom meeting. Again, that's every Tuesday night 7.30 7:30 PM Central Time, and uh, you know, give it a try. I, I mean, it works on uh, uh, cell phones, it works on tablets, it works on desktops, it works on laptops. There's all kinds of ways you can get on, and and I don't think you actually have to install anything. It's been so long since I messed with Zoom, but uh, if you do, it's a it's a free download uh, and installation. So, uh, I you know, and, and after the uh, the pandemic, you, I got to figure a few of you have been on Zoom meetings. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe not Zoom meetings, but some of those uh, meetings that to, we all had to use while uh, the, the uh, working from home thing was going on, and that brings us to the end of this Jeep Talk Show roundtable episode. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to our Patreon page at patreon.com/jeeptalkshow.com. I'm sorry, our Jeep Talk Show. I'm in automatic mode when I speak. Sometime, uh, patreon.com/jeeptalkshow, or just go to jeeptalkshow.com/contact. You'll see a way that you can become a Patreon subscriber there as well. So until next time, keep those Jeeps running strong, hit those trails with confidence, and remember it's not just a vehicle, it's a way of life. This has been Tony hosting the Jeep Talk Show Roundtable episode, and we'll catch you on the next ride. Hey, again, thanks to our Colby Valve for sponsoring this episode of the Jeep Talk Show Roundtable. Support sponsors that support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. Visit their site at colbyvalve.com. That's C-O-L-B-Y valve.com. Broadcasting since 2010...